draft, the Indianapolis Colts select quarterback, University of Tennessee, Peyton Manning. Kentucky quarterback, Tim Couch. Courtney Brown, Michael Vick. Quarterback select, David Carr. Quarterback, Bengals select, Carson Palmer. Select, Eli Manning. Quarterback, San Francisco 49ers select, Alex Smith. Quarterback, Jamarcus Russell, LSU. Jake Long, senior. Matthew Stafford, quarterback, North Rams select, Sam Bradford, quarterback, Cam Newton, quarterback, Auburn, Andrew Luck, Eric Fisher, Jadavian Clowney, Jameis Winston, quarterback, Jared Goff, quarterback, Miles Garrett, defensive end, Texas A&M, Baker Mayfield, Number Cardinal select, Kyler Murray, quarterback, Oklahoma. And so it is. With the first pick, the Cincinnati Bengals select. What's going on, everybody? We are not a normal football podcast. I'm Russell, and together with my buddy Alex, we're going to be talking about all things draft tonight. we got about 10, 11 more days until Roger... Roger Goodell is going to be in his basement reading names off of cards. So here we go. We're talking mock draft specifically today. Alex is going to lead us off. Here we go. All right. Welcome back to Not a Normal Football Podcast once again. Um, yeah, we're just going to start going down from 1 till 32 with the Cincinnati Bengals on the clock at number 1. There's the one and only choice of Joe Burrow. Yeah, I mean, you can't go any. There's there's no bigger need they have, you know. Andy Dalton's not the answer. I think he could make for a pretty good training camp person to compete with somebody. I was hoping he'd go to the Bears for a little bit. I know I don't think you were too high on that. But uh, um, I, th- I think Andy Dalton's still capable. But they got to go Joe Burrow. Not much to discuss here, I'd say. He's got the it factor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He showed that all season. He's amazing. I think that with A.J. Green sticking around – and the offensive line has a year under their belt now. A lot of really solid pieces over there. Joe Burrow could be one of those quarterbacks that immediately elevates that team to the next level. Mm-hmm. I mean, I definitely have him penciled as my offensive rookie of the year right now. He's got we- he's got weapons. I think the O-line's going to gel more with somebody like him back there, you know. Um, they, they're having their first-round pick from last year come back from injury. He's going to be their starting left tackle. They've got another first-round pick there from 2018. I offensive rookie of the year and I could maybe even see a playoff spot with the new 17 playoff format. I'm going to go that far. 17 doesn't start until next year, right? Well, I th- I th- or is that the season? No, it's the se- uh, 17th yeah, se- game season. Yeah. That's but right. The, that's the right. 17 should yeah, start yeah, yeah. this next year. If we have an NFL season, you know, with, if we have with all this whenever... crazy talk I hear, I'm scared. Oh God. For... Oh, I know <laughs> the Washington Redskins are on the clock with Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State. Yes. Yes. I mean, you, you have Ryan Kerrigan there. I mean, he's getting up there in age, but he's a great edge threat. And then they have first-round picks from the last three years that can help bolster that D-line. Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Montez Sweat, all really good guys. And once Kerrigan retires, I mean, he's, he's getting up there in age. You're going to have a really solid D-line that's going to be terrorizing NFC East offenses for a while. I mean, it, it's that simple, I think. Chase Young's a great pass rusher and he's going to do a lot of things to elevate that line it's it's between two guys for defensive rookie of the year but 
the next guy I've got up for Dean's Fensive Rookie of the Year isn't too far away, so we'll talk a little bit more about that in just a bit. Number three pick no longer belongs to the Detroit Lions in this mock draft. The Miami Dolphins trade up from five to three to get Tua Tagovailoa. Solid, solid. Um, I mean, I, I see that too. I definitely think um, it'd be very good for the Detroit Lions to trade back here. I think they, they need some help. They need some, they need something. Matt Patricia needs to do something in order to keep his job. And I think trading back, maybe getting some more, some more really great players will help him do that. They got some holes. They need to fill them. Um, the Tua pick, you know, it's, it's what's going to happen, I think. But I'm going to be that guy, man. Tua's going to bust. I really think he's a bona fide bust. And I've been thinking about it a lot. And he's got so many injuries. I I just think he's I think he's going to bust in the NFL. You know, he's just going to be playing against bigger, stronger guys. He's already been injured so much in the college level. I, I'm worried about We talked him. about that in the first episode where you were saying bust yeah, city. Yeah, we did. And I, I'm, I'm still on that train. I I think the only for sure quarterback in this draft is Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow, and I would put Herbert above Tagovailoa. Yeah, I think I would too. There's some things after, after. I, I still think he could be really good. Don't get me wrong. I loved his film in uh, 2018. I, there's some things though that still worry me about him, you know. Um, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see about that. I don't see Tagovailoa being worth the number three. Absolutely but not. I have a feeling that the Dolphins are desperate to get their guy, um, especially after seeing Ryan Tannehill go over to Tennessee and lead them to the AFC Championship game. Yes, he did. And it's they they have to have someone. They have to have a face of the franchise that's not Ryan Fitzpatrick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I I totally agree with you there. So I I I can see I can see it happening. But um, in in my opinion, I think they'd. Uh, they might be better suited to take one of the top offensive tackles here. Um, maybe don't trade up, take a top offensive tackle at five, and then maybe try to get a quarterback with their 18th pick. You know, see if a see see if a Justin Herbert or Jordan Love is still there. It's kind of unlikely, but if if someone decent still there, you know, at 18, I think I think the Dolphins could be good to take the the best offensive tackle on their board, no matter what, and then take a quarterback that can sit behind Ryan Fitzpatrick and maybe learn along with Josh Rosen the next year, and then maybe try and start in 2020 or 20, 2021. And we still don't know where Cam's going. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Again, another flashy place for Cam would be Miami, Florida. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, taking Cam and then, I mean, he's got a good receiver in Devontae Parker getting an offensive tackle with five and then taking another receiver at 18 could be something they could do. You know, yeah. there's, there's options there. The New York Giants up at number four. I have offensive tackle Mackay Becton. Yeah, I, I, I really I think they need to go offensive tackle personally. You know, Nate Soldard isn't living up to that huge contract, and I think that'd be the best move for them. But I I might see, you know, it's it seems like, I mean, other than Daniel Jones, I mean, with David Gettleman, I mean, taking Saquon Barkley at two, he's he seems to sometimes be a BPA player, you know, a BPA type of guy. And Isaiah Simmons is still sitting there. And, I mean, Jeff Okuda is at a position to need. So I, those are both options there if, if, this, if the draft falls the way you're spitting right now, you know. I thought about Isaiah Simmons. I thought about Jeff Okuda. But with drafting Danny Dimes last year, you've got to protect your franchise quarterback. And I, I We've watched what happens to those, uh, specifically with Andrew Luck. 
mm-hmm. is the first quarterback I think of when you don't protect your quarterback. He's in early retirement. And I, I, pick, I think Giants going offensive tackle would be very smart of them. Absolutely. Yep. I'll never forgive Ryan Grigson for destroying Andrew Luck. Tragic, truly. I mean, it sucks. It really does. And with the number five pick, the Detroit Lions are on the clock after trading down from Miami. I have Isaiah Simmons, linebacker from Clemson, going to the Lions. Pairing him with Jared Davis, who's been okay. I wouldn't say he's a bust, but he's definitely not lived up to what he was supposed to be. Right, right, right. But maybe adding Isaiah Simmons puts pressure off of him from being the guy and makes him a very valuable asset there in Detroit. I don't like that as a Bears fan. Yeah, right, right, right. I don't want to see Isaiah Simmons. Getting after Nick Foles, you know. (laughs) Yep, yep. (laughs) The Chargers. I was very tempted to just go wide receiver here. Yeah, yeah. But I have to go with Justin Herbert at the moment. Right. I, I, totally, I totally understand that pick. Absolutely. I don't see them going with this pick if they can get Cam Newton or maybe Jameis Winston goes there. I don't see that happening. But you've still got two viable quarterbacks out there in the free agency market. They just can't pass their physicals at the moment. So, if something changes between now and next Thursday, maybe Justin Herbert falls in my draft. But right now, there's no way to foresee that. And all signs have pointed to the Chargers picking Herbert at number yeah, six. Yeah, and, and like you said, we talked about it last week. I think their best course of action would be to pick up Cam and then um, maybe even trade back a little bit. Maybe trade with a with a rate with not a, with the Jets or a Browns. You know, trying to get up to take that offensive tackle they really like. You know, trade back a few spots. Take their take a great wide receiver at ten or eleven, no matter what. There's a lot of teams that need a good offensive tackle in this draft. Jags, Browns, Jets, Giants. There's there's a lot of teams that need one, and there's 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 really, in my opinion, four great ones you know there's still some first round talents don't get me wrong but like andrew thomas wills Werfs, um they're at becton they're just they're the best you know in my opinion just from what i've seen you know and there's there's more than four teams that need that top tier offensive tackle to come in and start for them so early if they could maybe trade back get some draft capital do some more with i could totally see a browns or a jets trading up with them if they end up signing cam newton and they can still get that wide receiver they need uh, at 10 or 11 yeah I thought about a trade scenario, but the teams that I had offensive tackles going, they kept in that spot. Yeah, yeah, gotcha. And the offensive tackles then fell because there's two monster defensive linemen here mm. at 8 and 9. Oh, yeah. The Arizona Cardinals taking Javon Kinlaw, defensive tackle from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. That guy's nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a big boy. That guy's a freak. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. I skipped the Panthers. Who you have taken Derek Brown, right? That's the Panthers yeah. taking Derek Brown. Yeah, that's I like that pick for that lot. Yeah. Yeah. Both of these guys are going to be potential all pros. I particularly like Derek Brown a lot more. Mm-hmm. All of the tape from Derek Brown says that he has no off switch. Right, 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 right. That guy is going full beast mode 
every single time all over the field. There was that one nasty play where he like flipped a guy and it looked like the guy could break his neck. Uh-huh. <laughs> I love defense. I think defensive linemen are no specifically in that nose tackle, that middle ground. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And Derek Brown is definitely going to be the new face of that Carolina Panthers defense yeah. since Luke Keekley is now gone. And then number eight, Javon Kinlaw, uh, another guy who's an absolute monster. Um, the Cardinals need yeah, yeah. that front seven to be mm-hmm. as good as what the offense has shown so far. I could, I could, I think Panthers 100% Derek Brown. You know, I think that's 100% the move they should make. If Simmons somehow falls there, I could see them going with him too. That's that's kind of unlikely, I'd say, but it's possible. Um, I I think Cardinals that they could definitely go with Kinlaw there. I think I do think offensive tackle is still a position of need for them. So I could see them maybe trying to get um, any of the offensive tackles that are still on the board. I guess we'll we'll see how it plays out, but. I, I think Kyler needs a little more help. You know, if, if you're if you're looking to check out some cool, um, you know, web series on YouTube, the Car- Arizona Cardinals have a great one um, about it's called Taking Flight, I believe. It's about Kyler Murray's progression through the year. And there's there's a lot of good episodes on there. It's really high quality stuff. So if any of the viewers are interested in that, you know, all teams, it's a good watch. Big recommend. The Jacksonville Jaguars at number nine. I have taking Jedrick Wills, offensive tackle, Alabama. Yeah. Gardner needs help. Yes, yes. And a lot of it. They, they need to take an alignment for sure. You know, they, they've had a lot of good players just fall into their lap last year. You know, they had Josh Allen fall to them. They had Jawan Taylor fall to them. But they, they still need more alignment. And they could absolutely stand to take one of the top tackles left on the board there. Yeah. I have a hard time. I always... I've made, I think, five mock drafts now, and I bounce between whether I like Willsmore or Becton, but since Becton about broke the combine, I've been on the Becton train. I'm not a huge fan of Becton's footwork, so that's what sometimes keeps me going from Becton to back to Wills, but I think Wills has the higher floor but Becton has the higher ceiling. Uh-huh. I got you. So it seems like Gettleman likes the high ceiling kind of guys nowadays, especially after going with Danny Dimes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. And right after that, I have the Browns taking Andrew Thomas, my third offensive tackle off the board. Mm-hmm. Solid. Another young quarterback who needs help. And Andrew Thomas from the University of Georgia my favorite school. Uh, this guy's been a stone wall for Jake Fromm for years now. And I'm a big fan of Andrew Thomas. I want to homer this and put him at number four with the uh, Giants. But I digress and I'll keep him as my third. Yeah, uh, I really like Andrew Thomas. I think he's going to be another perennial Pro Bowler, perhaps a Super Bowl starting tackle if the Browns can, you know, not brown it up again. And yeah, so I really like Andrew Thomas. 
Yeah, and I love the Browns taking an offensive tackle in the first round. You know, they have to. And now with him and Jack Conklin, they got their bookends tied up. You know, it's it's going to be solid for for at least for for years to come. And that's that's got to be something to look forward to as a Browns fan. You know, it's yeah. hard to live. It's hard to fill in Joe Thomas's footsteps, but you know, Andrew Thomas will do his best if he goes there. Sure. And the Jets. I don't know if I'll say favorite, but and not even unsung. But A.J. Espineza from Iowa, this guy is another one that is going to be really solid. All the tape that I've seen is this guy has another mean streak. He played against some of the best offensive lines in the country. This guy's this guy's the real deal. Yeah, yeah. His his tape is crazy, man. Like, um, I I also listened to a few. I've I've watched a lot of Illinois games. And, you know, just Big Ten games in general this year. And I saw, like, at least three games where he was playing for Iowa. And he is just crazy, man. And a lot of people are making a big stink over his combine stats not being too good. But, like, the tape doesn't lie. You know, his tape is crazy good. And he he's going to be doing – he's going to be really good for a team because he's, he's awesome. So you could probably put literally anyone in this draft that would probably be a good pick for the Jets. Yeah. BPA. Yeah. AJ is definitely the BPA here. I thought about going a receiver to help out Sam Darnold, but I feel that Espinosa is going to be a better fit for them than any of these receivers, at least at number 11. Yeah, yeah. I I feel that. I I think offensive tackle is a big need for him too, even with their... Mm -hmm. I mean, they they signed some, you know, day two free agency picks, you know. None of the big marquee names, they didn't get a hold of any of them, but... um, I, I, either way, edge, you know, um, offensive tackle, wide receiver, they're all big needs for the Jets. They could go in a lot of different directions. I don't think they get too much flack. Uh, With number 12, the Raiders will take Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama. Solid. Derek Carr will get someone that can go over the top now. That offense looks significantly scarier with Jerry Judy. Um, Josh Jacobs. Darren Waller, yeah. D- Derek Carr, or Marcus Mariota. No, I was going to say, Mariota could, he's, he could pull a Tannehill, you know? Yep, or Marcus Mariota has a lot of tools to work with now. That offensive line is obviously one of the best, if not the best, probably Indy. Yeah, but, Indy, Indy, and then, I mean, Raiders are definitely up there. They're yeah. amazing. Yeah, line. I really like what Oakland's doing. They've made the most out of the Khalil Mack picks. So both teams in this situation won. I don't think there is a winner in that regard, but Jerry Judy will take the top off. He's a physical receiver. Um, There's he's far and away the best receiver in this draft. I think in a very deep class. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. And that's going to, that's a perfect fit for the Raiders too. That's, that's what I, that's what I had there too. The 49ers have the 13th overall pick from Indy after trading DeForest Buckner over there, which was a great pick for both of them because the 49ers yeah. will then get C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. Sweet. Good pick. Awesome. Awesome player. Yeah. Love C.D. Lamb. I almost put him as my number one receiver, but there's no yeah. way I could possibly do that. Jerry Judy and then a later guy we've got over here made Tua. And there's another reason that to kind of put a little bit of a yeah 
X on Tua is that two receivers that he had throughout his entire tenure in Alabama are now first round draft picks. Mm-hmm. And his offensive line was ridiculous at that point too. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I like CeeDee Lamb there a lot. It gives Jimmy Garoppolo a true number one. He lost Emmanuel Sanders, who is a little bit of a shell of his former self. And CeeDee Lamb can take the top off, too. He needed someone that can do that. Clearly, they are a run-first team. Yeah, I'll say. But this now opens up and at least causes the threat of a passing game for the 49ers. Yeah, yeah. And and Debo Samuel down the stretch was showing some really awesome things last year. Yeah. So him, George Kittle, um, CeeDee Lamb, there, there's there's makings for a really good... I mean, they already had a pretty good offense last year, but this is going to amp it up more. Jimmy G is going to keep it going, you know. Um, I think CeeDee Lamb is pretty close. I I haven't done many rankings for any position groups, but CeeDee Lamb is pretty close to being my top receiver. You know, his rack ability is otherworldly, you know. And, I mean, he played he, – he helped make three of these th- – two Heisman winners and one Heisman candidate when he was at Oklahoma, you know. So he – it, you know, it goes, you know, both ways. I mean, he was playing for Heisman players, but also he's an amazing player. So it's, you, you can't take that away. And, um, I, I, it's, it's definitely close for me. Jerry Judy's amazing, but CD Lamb, man, they're, they're one A and one B, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. CD Lamb helped make two very good quarterbacks. He, Jalen Hurts was not a pass-first quarterback right, right. when he was at Alabama. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he's paired with C.D. Lamb, and he explodes as yeah. a prolific passer. He goes crazy, man. Love C.D. Lamb. And putting him with Jimmy G. Like you said, the wreck. That's the that's Kyle Shanahan's offense. It's a perfect fit. Yeah. I mean, I mean, last season, all, all they just ran slants the whole time. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's West Coast, but Emmanuel Sanders would take a slant. 40 yards like every it that's all they did you know they'd run five times then they'd run a slant and having cd lamb in that slant's gonna be crazy great for that offense you know taking it off the top it's what killed it too it's what it's what their great players are doing and it's i couldn't think of a better fit right there for the 49ers the buccaneers do not need a quarterback no they do not they have the goat tom brady even though that's for a different conversation. I still stand by Peyton Manning being the best quarterback of all time. Yeah, that's, that's, a, su- that's a summer talk. When, when that's a summer talk. Low. That is, yeah. <laughs> yep. So, they need protection for Tom. Yes, sir. Father Time's going to catch up to Tom Brady here soon. He's, he's not and I have right now. Yeah. And I have Tristan Wirfs from Iowa going to the Buccaneers. Even if it's not Tom Terrific back there. This guy is going to be a cornerstone of that offensive line for years to come. Pair him up with a Lee Marpet. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that a lot, you know. It's they gotta take an offensive tackle. It's possible they might have to reach a little bit for like Josh Jones. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's, he's still a first round talent, but um maybe not worthy of the fourteenth overall pick. But I, I could they need to take an offensive tackle here, I think almost regardless of who's left. Um so I, I think if one of these top four falls, that would be a very ideal scenario for them. And I could even maybe see them trading up to try and pick one of these offensive tackles up for Tom Brady. And finally, who had a very hard fall in my draft, and I didn't realize it until I got to this pick. Uh-huh. 
is to the Denver Broncos, Jeff Okuda. That's crazy, man. I don't realize how that happened, but it did, and it kind of works out. Yeah, I mean, they need they absolutely need a cornerback. Yeah, I think easy BPA here for the Denver Broncos. They need corner. I like a receiver going there. I've had a receiver going to Denver for pretty much all of my mock drafts um, to pair up with Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. But Jeff Okuda is there. It's a need, and it just it just works out. It yeah. works out really well. Yeah, that's that's really good. I mean. I've I've seen so many Broncos fans really hoping they're getting Henry Ruggs at 15, you know. And but if Jeff Okuda falls into your lap, I think you got to take him over him, you know. Yeah. He's Jeff Okuda, AJ Bouye, like their def- Vic Fangio is going to have a field day if this happens. If someone like Jeff Okuda falls to 15, uh, he's licking his chops, man. No, he he, oh, I, that'd be something it's, to see. It'll be the no fly zone 2.0. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's going to be it'd be ridiculous. Yeah. And I would love nothing more than for my boy Vic Fangio to get Jeff Okuda. Yeah. Bears Broncos Super Bowl 2021 baby. <laughs> that'd be that'd be so good. I would love every second of that. <laughs> Falcons need some help at edge. A yes. lot of help at edge. Yes, they do. And I have them picking Kalevon Chizon from LSU. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, but it could be Clavon. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he, I go back and forth whether or not I really like him or I don't. Because sometimes I feel like he could be a Leonard Floyd type of guy. Mm-hmm. He's not the most massive guy on the field. So that could be a problem when going up against some of the bigger, beefier offensive linemen. But there's no denying that he has incredible speed coming from the edge. So, but that I've heard that before. And as a Bears fan, I get skeptical of that hearing. He's a little on the lighter side, but he's got speed. Yeah, I mean, they've been burned by an athletic edge before with Vic Beasley, you know. Um, but I, I could. They need edge help drastically, and this could this could be a good fit there for him. Another guy I had falling, not exponentially, but enough. I think the Cowboys will go BPA here with uh, Xavier McKinney, safety from Alabama. Yeah, that's a that's a good pick. I could also see you know uh, C.J. Henderson. You know, if he's still on the board, they mm-hmm. need someone to fill Byron Jones' shoes. Maybe even Jeff Gladney. I mean, it's a little high for him, but you know, there's there's some cornerbacks. There's a, it's it's really the cornerback position here. I've been seeing it's a lot of teams have them so differently ranked. Yeah. You know, um, you know, some people have Trevon Diggs as a first round, or some like Jeff Okuda is only a first the, first, the best cornerback for half the teams. You know, it's it's super weird here the the rankings for this skill position. So maybe the Cowboys are higher on AJ Terrell, maybe even someone someone like that, and they. They could take whatever cornerback they want, but um, the pick the pick that you have is is solid. I, they they need the defensive back help no matter what, you know. Right. And now the Detroit Lions have the 18 overall pick due to the Miami Dolphins trade. The 
Detroit Lions will take Austin Jackson, offensive tackle from USC. Solid, solid, solid. I like Austin Jackson a lot. Um, He's another big stalwart offensive tackle. It could be a little bit of a reach, but all of these offensive tackles have very high ceilings. I think that Jackson was great at USC. He was there, I think, all four years. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe he was a senior. So he's got plenty of reps. He's never shown any signs of injury. The Lions need, they always need offensive line help in that division, especially since Green Bay's got a really good defense now. Chicago's Chicago's always a threat on defense, and the Vikings are good at defense. They're not what they were, but they're still very competitive. And I think they have one of the best off. Slightly off topic, but I think they have one of the best sleeper defensive linemen with Daniil Hunter. He's amazing, and Easy. I don't. He doesn't get any of the. He doesn't get any of the. He just. He's amazing. That's I. I can't even put it into words, and he he should get a lot more respect. I think. Yeah, uh, Daniil Hunter's awesome. Yeah. The Oakland Raiders are back up. This is their pick from Chicago. Pick number two, baby. Kenneth Murray, linebacker. Yeah, they that's solid, you know. I haven't watched much tape on him. All I've just heard about Kenneth Murray, and everyone loves this guy. I don't have very much information on him, just word of mouth. Yeah. Have you yeah. heard or seen much from him? No, not much. I mean, I've, I've just heard also that him and Patrick Queen are the two linebackers that come after Isaiah Simmons, you know, that kind of thing. They Linebacker is still in need. You know, they signed Corey Littleton and uh, and. Nick Kwiatkowski in free agency, but they it could never hurt to take another one here. Their D line is looking pretty solid now. You know, I think Cleveland Farrell can ramp it up a little bit, and Max Crosby was a great gem that Mike Mayock found in I think the fourth round last year. You know, yeah. um, they they have some solid stuff there. Defensive tackle too. They need they need a cornerback that could be a definite fit here, Thought depending on who they have ranked and where. Yeah. yeah, and this might sound crazy, but. I could see him double dipping on wide receiver in the first round, man. I could really see it happening. You know what? What if they walk away with Jerry Judy and Henry and Ruggs? Henry Ruggs? What? Are you kidding me? Mariota and Carr would be throwing parties, man. They'd break social distancing immediately. It'd be crazy, man. It it would be the biggest party Las Vegas has ever seen. You know, it'd be it'd be crazy if that happened. I really like that too. Because... I, I think it's, I think it's more possible than then some people give it credit because they need wide receivers desperately. The Raiders historically love speed too. And yeah. Henry Ruggs is a bullet. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think that it, I would love for that to happen. You know, that, that'd be crazy. That'd just, be sick. Yeah. I worship chaos, you know, and that's pretty chaotic. The Jaguars. I had a tough one with this, but I'm going to stick with it. And I have Justin Matubike, defensive tackle from Texas A&M. I haven't heard much about him. I have not. All right. So we had a few technical difficulties with the podcast just a minute ago. Thank you to Coronavirus for sponsoring this podcast. Um, 
And <laughs> we'll be back at it. We were talking about Justin Marubike from Texas A&M. Yes. I really like him. He's a okay size. He's 6'3", 304. So he's a little wider. Um, a lot of complaints are about his length. He doesn't have the biggest wingspan in the world. He has been the starter since 2018, and he's had 5.5 sacks in each season, three forced fumbles in 2018, one last year. I really like what I see from him, and he had one interception last year, so that was pretty cool. I really like what has come from Justin Madubike. He's an underappreciated defensive tackle, but he fills a huge need on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, that's that's solid. Um, yeah, I, I like that a lot, um, especially if uh, you, you hadn't taken a, a tackle with their first pick, correct? Yeah, I had them go in with Jedrick Wills. Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a great move. Um, I you know if the Cardinals end up going offensive tackle right before him, I could definitely see them taking Kinlaw with their ninth pick. But um, you know mm-hmm. if, that, if they, that doesn't end up happening, I think I think um, this player would be he'd, be he'd be great here. I think cornerback is also a position of need for them, um, big time. So um, any any cornerback yep. they have higher their board, Trevon Diggs, AJ Terrell. Um, Gladney and da- Damon Arnett and, and yeah. those guys um, I think they'd they'd do well to well I don't think anyone would do well to play for the Jags but the Jags would do well to draft one of those guys so they'll probably get traded in a couple of years yeah he probably will after uh, after Shad Khan moves the team to London yeah God, what a dysfunctional franchise so we're at pick number 21 with the Philadelphia Eagles and Henry Ruggs finally comes off the board. If this happens, you know, I'm going to see so many happy Eagles fans everywhere. EDP, he's going to be through the roof, you know. It's this, this, would be, this would be awesome for the Eagles if this happened. Pairing Henry Ruggs up with Carson Wentz, Alshon Jeffrey, Zach Ertz, oh. Dallas Goddard. This team, this offense looks legit with adding Henry Ruggs. Because Alshon Jeffrey's not the fastest guy on the field no. um, by any means. Right. Henry Ruggs will demand double coverage. So you can either go one-on-one against Alshon Jeffrey, which you're probably going to lose that. Or you can go one-on-one against Henry Ruggs, and he's probably just going to blow you over in the top. Right, right. I mean, this, this would be a great pick for the Eagles. And the rare times that... Deshaun Jackson is healthy, you know. Yeah. He's still got the speed. If you throw Deshaun Jackson, Henry Rugg is out there, both of them, someone's going to be open. Yeah. So, this 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 is a great pickup for the Eagles if they if Henry Ruggs ends up falling to twenty one. I love it. Twenty two. The Minnesota Vikings will take T Higgins, wide receiver from Clemson. Mm-hmm. I um in the in the remnants of a mock draft I had come up with, I also had them taking T Higgins in the first. I think. They really need someone. T. Higgins is really solid. Um, I like this pick for them a lot. He's a big physical receiver. He did not participate in the combine. So no one's really sure just how fast he is, but he's big. He has big hands. He's His tape shows that he has speed. He might not be the Henry Ruggs ridiculous 40 time, but he could end up being, you know, the Alshon Jeffrey kind of guy that's, 
never really going to beat anyone over the top, but he's he's a physical guy. He's a very mm-hmm. talented receiver and fills a now gaping hole that Stefan Diggs left. Yep, yep. This is this is a good pickup for them. I like it a lot. Twenty-three is the New England Patriots. And I wasn't sure what to do with the Patriots. But they are replacing Tom Brady with quarterback Jordan Love from Utah State. I, I like this pick. You know, I think Jordan Love can end up falling here. Absolutely. In in my sort of mock draft, I, I actually had Justin Herbert falling this far. So I had the Patriots taking him at 23. I know. Surprising. Wow. I just, I was absolutely convinced that um, the Chargers were going to sign Cam. But, um, yeah, I think this is a, this is a Patriots take quarterback here. And I think Jordan Love would be good, would be good here. It'll be, it's still weird to not, Think of Tom Brady as a New England Patriot. I'll say. It's crazy, and I think Peyton Manning in a Denver Broncos uniform is up there as well. Yeah, it's it's going to be weird, but the Patriots should have planned for this prior, but because there's a lot of holes on that Patriots team to fill. I'll say. And unfortunately, quarterback is one now. Yeah. So it's going to set them back because I don't see Jordan Love being the guy that can lead a franchise right out of the gate. He needs a lot of time. Yeah. And even then, I don't see Jordan Love being a franchise quarterback. Yeah, it's it's. I'm gonna have to see Belichick work his magic on this one because I'm I'm not sure what the Patriots are gonna do next year, man. They lost a lot of good players in free agency. I don't know what's gonna happen. I really don't. I'm not going to count them out because, you know, it's the Patriots. I have no reason to do that. But if this were any other team, they wouldn't be getting anything. They wouldn't be getting any benefit of the doubt. You know what I mean? No. But you have the greatest coach in the history of the game with right. Bill Belichick who can put anyone in any position and they're going to thrive. If you can make Shea McClellan into something, <laughs> then you can do anything. Yeah, and yeah. For the New Orleans Saints... At 24, I have my first corner since Jeff Okuda coming off the board with Damon Arnett from Ohio State. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that this is a this is a need for them here. Um, get someone to pair. Did they did they retain Eli Apple? I can't recall. Um, but he wasn't that great anyway. You know, I, I would say the Saints are probably one of the more well-rounded teams on paper. You know. They don't have many holes, but I could see uh, Patrick Queen go into them here, too, if they want a good linebacker there. Eli Apple is still a free agent. Okay, okay, yeah. Cornerback's definitely a need for him, you know. Marshawn Lattimore does well. You know, you not got, now you got Malcolm Jenkins in the back end holding it down. Marcus Williams. They got they got some good pieces there. I could see a linebacker going here, a cornerback here. Yep. Maybe some O-line depth if they want to go there. Yeah, but. I almost went with... Patrick Queen here. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I think about it, I really don't like what I did with Patrick Queen. So I might be uh, making a little adjustment here on the fly. Yeah, I had Patrick Queen there um, in my mock draft. Yeah, I think I'm going to do a literal flip and put Patrick Queen here and then move Damon Arnett down a couple spots 
So okay. we're doing a we'll find out where he's going then soon. So the Vikings will take Josh Jones, offensive tackle. Solid. I like that. They need some help there. Yeah. Uh, protect Kirk Cousins, who they extended for some reason. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't bad last year, you know, but we'll we'll see. We'll see He's, how he can do this year. That's another summer topic. Yeah, yeah. Kirk Cousins. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about him in the summer. Absolutely. Um, I have a lot of things about Kirk Cousins. I bet you do. But... <laughs> and I like Josh Jones there. He's another surefire first round offensive tackle. Yeah. Um, I mean, this draft's loaded with them. Yeah. I've never seen this many offensive tackles in the first round. Yeah. And you love to see it because the league needs an in, an infusion of solid online talent at this point. You know, hopefully, hopefully all these guys can turn out and be really solid players and contributors. Exactly. And the Vikings, again, like the Lions, are playing in a division where the black and blue division's back, and there's a ton of defensive talent on almost every team, especially if the Lions get someone like Isaiah Simmons. And, you know, the the whole NFC North is looks scary on the defensive side of the ball. Yes, that exactly. So now I have Damon Arnett going to the... Detroit Lions. Okay. Yeah. They, they. I think that. I think that the Lions fleece them for two. Yeah, I could. I could absolutely see that happening. Getting that number two or number three pick shouldn't be easy, and they have the capital to, to take the face of their franchise. Yep. And Damon Arnett fills a need where um, Darius Slay left. So, you take the best corner, I guess. In this, because once Jeff Okuda's gone, there's a pretty steep fall for corners, I feel. Yeah, it's, it's... And there's going to be a lot of reaches for corner if teams want to go with corner. I like Damon Arnett a lot, and I've seen some people projecting him to even fall down to maybe 43 now, which is the Bears pick. Yeah. I'd be about that. But I think that Damon Arnett and Jeff Okuda, both from Ohio State, will go one and two for corners. Arnett is, he would be probably the top if Jeff Okuda wasn't there because then he'd get, you know, more press Mm -hmm. in Ohio State. Um, He plays in the Big Ten. It's a physical, physical conference. And I think people underrate just how important that is because, sure, it looks really cool if you're playing in, you know, the Pac-12, but it's a pass-happy conference. But, you know, if you're not playing against really solid pro-style teams, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. I hear you, man. So, I really like Damon Arnett, and it helps the Lions defense a lot. Yeah. They got- and Matt Patricia needs defense because that's what he does. Yeah. Hopefully you can save his job, you know. Hopefully. Well, I'm, I'm doubting it, but it's possible. I, yeah. Yeah, I don't see him keeping his job at all. Yeah. So he's pretty terrible and has lost that locker room yeah, I'll, at this point. I'll say. So, uh, the Seahawks get Russ some help with uh, Tyler Biotis from center from Wisconsin. Okay. All right. Um, I'm surprised that uh, 
the inside O line. What's it? Caesar Ruiz. I'm surprised he's not your first inside O line off the off the block here. I was seeing some things about him uh, earlier today when I was doing this mock draft, and I didn't get enough time to look at uh, his tape, but I did like Tyler Biotis a lot uh-huh. early on. He was my first interior offensive line. That Wisconsin offensive line was ridiculous last year. Yeah, they they all they always are, man. They're just so good. They they turn they turn out solid O linemen. It's awesome. Yeah. And he can play center, he can play guard. Tyler Biotis is a very good utility offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. He's big, he's strong. Any help that Russ can get is much needed. Deservedly so. He deserves all the help he can get. It's about time that they give him an offensive line. And I'm not, it's amazing that he's lasted as long as he has. I'm not going to lie, you know, I know I was singing his praises just a little bit last week. Not too much, but Pete Carroll, I think his time's running low. Um, I think he doesn't use Russell Wilson the right way. They, he tries to be a run first team. I think Russell Wilson is easily top two quarterback in the NFL. They should be a pass first team. He has the most beautiful deep ball and they got to use it more. And I think making that O-line better, giving him more time, you know, Russell Wilson, he should be doing more things and it's not his fault. It's the scheme's fault. And Pete Carroll's got to, he's got to step up a little bit there. Yeah. Give him someone to give him time to throw to his monster receiver, DK Metcalf. Yeah, absolutely. Love. that, That'd be great pick. The Ravens, I have taking Yitor Gross Matos, defensive end from Penn State. Oh, man, right before the Titans pick. Oh, that's tragic. Yes. But, no, this is solid. They they just keep they, they just keep building up. these. Uh, that's, that's how the best teams win. They build up their lines, build through the trenches, and this would be an awesome pick for the Ravens. Yitor is amazing. He's such a physical lineman again I love defensive linemen and what Utah does reminds me of Jonathan Allen in some ways reminds me of you know the Akeem Hicks kind of guys I love what Utah does and putting him on the Ravens defense is just overkill oh yeah he's going to be a very solid piece to that Ravens team so your Tennessee Titans are on the clock Yes, they 29. are. Yes. And I do have them going with Edge. And that would be Terrell Lewis, defensive end from Alabama. Yeah, I've, I've seen him mocked to us a few times, you know. We, we definitely need an edge rusher as of right now. You know, I'm not totally... I haven't given up on the Jadavian Clowney sweepstakes. I would like him in a Tennessee Titans uniform. What's holding that up? Is it the physical again? I, like, is I, that... I think it's that, but I think... Something that I've seen a lot of Tennessee sports writers talk about is the fact that if we sign him um, after the draft, um, we will get a third-round comp pick for Jack Conklin next year. Because if we sign him after the draft, then he doesn't factor into the comp pick formula. So it's possible that we have something you know, spoken with him. We just aren't going to be signing anything until after the draft. This is all conjecture, you know. It's it's probably not true. We probably won't get him. But in my head, you know, we've we've talked the deal out, and he's we're going to sign it the day after the combine, so we can or the day after the draft, so we can get that third round comp pick next year. Third round comp pick. 
Yeah, yeah, third round comp pick indeed. I like getting an edge here. That's a that'd be great. Um, I think another big thing here for us would be uh, cornerback. Yeah, I know CJ Henderson's fallen for you in this draft. I would love to take him with this pick, perhaps. What's going to happen with cornerback is going to be really weird in this draft. I'm hoping Logan Ryan's price just keeps falling. You know, I think he'll end up filling in for a team come training camp. Um, but I would love to have Logan Ryan back in the two tone blue. Adore Jackson really came into his own last year after he came back from injury. And I just, a cornerback would be good here and edge would also be good here. Those are the two spots that we really need to fill out. The Green Bay Packers are up at number 30. And we have Jalen Rager giving Aaron Rodgers a new toy to play with, pairing alongside Devontae Adams, which opens up Devontae Adams, which no one wants. No, no, that... Man can touch touchdowns like nobody's business, and Jalen Rager will help him do that exponentially. Yeah. That's a that's a they need to take wide receiver here. I don't think there's really any other option to be honest. No, uh, Rogers needs a receiver. Yeah, it's such a deep receiver class, and um, they they're gonna have a lot of choices here, and I think a lot of them could fit in well. And they need to take a they need to take a wide receiver here for sure. Yeah, any other draft, Jalen Rager's you know top two. Yeah, yeah, dude's great. I thought about maybe a tight end, but the Packers really don't use utilize tight ends. Aaron Rodgers historically does not use tight ends very much. And right. that is partially a reason why maybe I'm going to look on the bright side of it, why Jimmy Graham didn't have quite the production that he could have, even though I still think he's washed up. But I'll give him the benefit of the doubt and just say, hey, Aaron Rodgers doesn't use tight ends. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, he, um, yeah, they, they took Jay Sternberger last year. Um, yeah, that's right. He, he was a SEC first team consensus All American mention, you know, um, finals for the John Mackey Award, some good stuff there. Yeah, that's um, big talk. He was, he was injured, but he was injured most of the year, so um, he didn't get much playing time. But I, I did like what I saw out of his tape last year. If they do want a solid tight end, they could have Jay Sternberger waiting in the wing next year. Yeah. So. If Jordan Love had fallen, I might have gone quarterback. Yeah, for the Packers, that would be a nice pickup for them. I'd say I like. I would like. Rogers that. did it to Favre. And now it's time someone did it to Rogers. So yeah, he's he's nearing nearing the end. I'd say Rogers is thirty nine. I think. Yeah, he's he's up there for sure. So it's time to start looking at some options. The Packers are very... He's 36, so he's got a few years left. Yeah. He's still one of the most talented quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. And I think when they drafted Rodgers, Favre was 36. So it's about that time. You never know when Father Time's going to catch up to you. And you can't be too prepared, especially at the quarterback position. Look at the Patriots. It's... It's... They... I think think it'd be... Better sooner than later, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I do like Jalen Rager a lot there, though. Yeah. The 49ers are up at 31, and I have C.J. Henderson finally coming off the board. Yeah. That that, that should happen. <laughs> um, Richard Sherman is definitely at the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was, he he was, he was really solid this year, but in the Super Bowl, he got screwed. You he know. got toasted in the yeah, Super Bowl. He, yes, he did. But I mean, he he had a good year overall. You know, it was very mm-hmm. good. 
he hit all his incentives, you know, but he got destroyed in the Super Bowl, and he got to be able to put someone else on, on like, those speed guys, so. He doesn't have the speed anymore. No, he's not. And at 32, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with the reigning Super Bowl champions. I've had a couple different scenarios. One of my scenarios was that the Panthers trade up, but now they don't need a quarterback. They have Teddy Bridgewater there. <laughs> yeah, they don't need a quarterback. I've had, sure. I've had the court, the Colts trading up and getting Jordan Love, but now he's gone to the Patriots. Yeah. I had the Chiefs drafting DeAndre Swift, but now they've extended Damian Williams. Or they picked up his option. I don't remember what yeah. it was. I think it was the yeah, option. that sounds right. I don't know what to do with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, they they do still have holes, you know. Um, even though they won the Super Bowl, they, they they need some things. A lot of the teams like trading up to get to, to that 30-second pick to get that fifth-year option. It's very possible they trade down here and um, and pick up pick up another couple players to try to round out their roster. Um, cornerback, I would say, is a need. Um, so maybe whatever top cornerback they have on their, their list, a Trevon Diggs maybe, you know, someone like that. They, they did end up re-signing Brashad Breeland to a one-year deal, but um, it's still going to look pretty bare after next year with Kendall Fuller also leaving in free agency. So cornerback could definitely be a move here, but overall they, they might be better of them to trade down a little bit and try to get some more capital. Yeah, so that is the first round of the mock drafts. Now, for the later rounds, is there anyone that you've been reading about or anything for the Titans for anything in the later rounds? Um, to be honest, in the second round, I would really like to maybe see us take a flyer on a running back. Um, I have this... I love Derrick Henry, but I have this this bad feeling in my stomach that we're not going to re-sign him after next year. I just really have this feeling. He's he's going to he's going to be gone. Um, I don't want that to happen at all. You know, I love King Henry. He's great. He's the face of our franchise. But I just have this feeling that our front office is going to try to move on sooner rather than later with him. I, I would like to see maybe a, a running back get taken Jonathan in the second. Taylor, Jonathan Taylor? Yeah, dude. Still there. That would be sweet. Um, that would be a really awesome pickup for us there. Um, I doubt LSU's running back will still be there, but you know if he is, he's an all he's a do it all running back, you know. And I've been seeing him get mocked higher and higher this year, so that that would be a really solid pick for us there. So we'll we'll see. I I don't know, you know. There's we definitely could use some offensive lineman depth. A solid offensive lineman contributor would be nice. If we don't, whatever we don't take in the first, whether it be edge or cornerback, maybe take some solid guys day two. Those are the main things I'm thinking about. Yeah, I like all of that for the Titans. And it would be sad to see King Henry go. I don't want to see that. I don't either. I, could, I don't want to see him playing in another jersey. I know it's going to happen sooner, eventually, no matter what, probably. But I, I want him to be two-tone blue for a while longer because he turned up last year, man. It was so fun to see. But uh, who, who do you who are you thinking for the Bears there? For the longest time, I had a quarterback going in the second round, and uh-huh. it seems to me that Ryan Pace is in a win now mode. 
So I don't see Chicago going with the quarterback in the second round as much as I want it to happen. Yeah, it's pretty unlikely, I'd say. So my top priority is tight end. We desperately need mm-hmm. a tight end, whether it be for Nick Foles or Mitchell Trubisky. Trey Burton will not get it done. No, it's injury. Especially by himself. Yeah. Adam Shaheen is hot trash. Let's see. Uh, so I really want Bryson Hopkins, yes. tight end from Purdue. Good deal. The guy is amazing. He was also a John Mackey winner. Nice, nice. He's 6'5", 245. Wow. I mean, the guy's the guy's a beast. Uh-huh. It would be impossible to overthrow him. And then any good offensive tackle, that could be there too. Um, I'd love to see one of those guys maybe fall for some reason, somehow. Middle linebacker or something, we should explore someone to replace yeah. Trevathan because Trevathan's getting up there. But I still think if at number 50, Jalen Hurts, Jake Fromm, one of those guys is there. You can't miss on a proven winner. Yeah, uh, you'd be hard-pressed to pass that up. I agree. We've done it before. Mm -hmm. And it didn't work. Pick BPA, Ryan Pace. Yeah, full his, it's time. Yeah, his job's on the line pretty soon here. So, It's time to go BPA because ever since he's come in, he reaches time and time again. And it's time to just pick the best player. This roster is good. Yeah, no, I, I totally hear you, man. So, I, I'm, I'm hoping the Bears a lot of success this year, you know. So we'll we'll see we'll see what Ryan Pace can do with those with with the limited draft capital he has this year. Yeah, the two for the two seconds, I like it. There can be a lot of damage done in those, and yeah, that's that's true. There's a lot of talent in this draft. I'm looking very forward to it. Um, do you have any final thoughts for us? No, I mean this. I I, I loved I loved your uh, mock draft there, Alex. You know this was very solid. Um, some picks, some hot takes. You know tonight. But um, that's going to be it for today's episode. Um, we're going to be having a slightly longer window um, until next episode. We're going to be doing a draft special. We aren't exactly sure what that's going to entail yet. Maybe a little recording of our video reactions. We'll see. Um, but that's going to be getting uploaded next Friday. So we're going to be taking about a 12-day hiatus or so. Um, we'll be doing lots of draft thinking, lots of lots of conversating between each other. Um, but we're really excited for this draft, you know. Basement or not, it's going to be awesome to see where all these picks go. I'm super excited. It's going to be a really awesome draft to see. What about you, Alex? Yeah, that's about all I've got for us this week. This is going to be the most bizarre NFL draft that I've ever been able to experience. I'm looking incredibly forward to it. The new future of the NFL is right upon us. And with the first pick of the 2020 NFL draft, The Cincinnati Bengals select 